Welcome, 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 everybody, to the 90s mixtapes. My name is Pat, joined by my lovely co-host, Jen. Hello. And we are back now, jumping into our TV section. Um, we are doing two episodes in one here, but it actually works out pretty well, considering the biggest TV event to happen um, does take place on January 31st, which is the Super Bowl, Jen. And that out of that, we have... The thing that we focused on, which was the Oprah interview, and also watching the Super Bowl commercials. And I mean, with it being January 31st, it kind of like encompasses two different things. Well, yeah, because the halftime show is Michael Jackson. And then in February, we have the Oprah interview with Michael Jackson. So it's kind of like a it's all, it common all like, theme. It all like rolls together yeah. into one whole thing, which is pretty wild. Uh, as kids of the 90s, I remembered some of these commercials as we were watching them, laughed a lot at some of them. Other ones were a little bit more disturbing, especially the domestic violence commercial. Remember that? Like, hit your yeah. wife and you end up in jail. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, of course, yeah, everybody the knows. The guy's just sitting in jail and he's like, I didn't yeah. think you could go to jail for hitting your own wife. Like, what? Well, let's dive what? in. Let's dive in first. So our outline is going to be, we're going to kind of go over the Super Bowl. Then go over the commercials, go over the halftime show, then jump into the Michael Jackson interview. Um, during the halftime, during the Super Bowl commercials, we're going to have some tangents because I know a couple of them are talking about some upcoming shows on NBC, which we'll get into the things that we're going to be talking about the next couple months, you know, cheers and stuff like that. So let's get into it. Um, the Super Bowl, January 31st. Jen, without looking, do you know who played? Cowboys and Bills, I was looking. Okay. Do you know um, who won? Well, I would, have no, I, I would have known it was the Cowboys anyway. Right. Because, you know. Um, but yeah, no, I, am, I, I literally have it on my screen, so. Do you know who sang the national anthem? Garth Brooks. Are you just guessing now? Or are you no, looking? I have the Super Bowl pulled oh, up on Wikipedia, oh. so I would know these things. Gotcha. So gotcha. I'm, like, I'm like, this is I didn't fun. know I was going to get quizzed. I'm not trying yeah, to cheat. Well, Ask was... me something else. That's all I... Who did the coin toss? Um, I don't know. Hertz representative and your man, O.J. Simpson. Oh, shit. Who was the halftime show? Was O.J. on the bills at the time? He was, right? Oh, yeah, somebody. No, 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 no. No? no, no. Not at that time. No, I oh. think he was on there in, like, 70s into the 80s. Like, I don't oh. think he was on the bills anymore. No, because, like, the murder's gonna happen in, like, shit, I think, like, 94. It's coming, but it hasn't happened yet. All right, what, what did you just ask me? Um... OJ was on the, like, hold on. Let's quick, quick tangent, because we have the ability to do that here. Um, like, I think the OJ Simpson murder case is 94. Yeah. So that's starting in 94. Um, decided on 95. Holy shit. It was so long. That, that case was wild. Opening statements are made in January 24th of 95. So that's all 94, which makes sense, because I think I remember, like, all of that happening. That was like a big like sports day. There's a cool documentary we're going to watch before that um, that I've seen before. It's on 30 for 30 and that's an ESPN thing where it, I don't even think that they like narrated or anything. We might have watched it, but it's about like all these events that were happening the same day. I think it was like Arnold Palmer or like Jack. I think it was Arnold Palmer's like last day at the Masters. Also like a wild basketball sports game. Also, the the Rangers, I think, were playing, like, a playoff game against the Devils as OJ was, like, driving with Al Cowlings in the car. Right, because isn't there, like, a whole they, thing like, about in? how they had, like, they cut into the basketball uh -huh. game? Yep. And then they had a little picture in the corner or yep. something? It was, like, picture in picture, Bronco. and they're just, like, following this Bronco driving because everybody's like, what's going on? But OJ Simpson, coin toss. 
Michael Jackson halftime show. Oof. I mean, it's not looking Tough. good. It's not, not good as a look back on either, right? Tough. Do you know in the uh, in the United States? Do you know who was on the radio doing the call for the game? No. Jack Buck. Does that name sound familiar? Yes. Joe Buck, his son. I know. I'm like, like every the, moment of yeah, our generation. Okay. I'm like, like I know he a does Buck. All of it. Yep. Yep. That's his son. Huh. So, Super Bowl was a beatdown. Uh yeah. It appears to be that way. It was a. Uh, it was tough. That was a tough game. I remember as a kid going, "Are they all like this?" Uh, and then <sighs> as adults, we've been spoiled that they haven't been like this. But yeah, it was on um, NBC. It had 90.99 million people watch it wow so that's a lot of people considering like you think about stuff now and we're talking about different tv shows and stuff like not that it's not probably broadcast broadcast around the world but i don't know how big football is in all the other like emerging markets so you're probably talking i would say like probably 75 percent of that was like you know the United States. I mean, now right? you're just making shit up. I would assume, but you're just... Well, I don't really know. Like, I'm not, like, a TVologist. So, like, right. when it says market share 66 and, like, Nielsen ratings 45 point... Like, I don't know what all that means. Um, But they estimated 91 million people watched it. I mean, well, we know that. Is it 91 million households or 91 million people? Because there's more than one person in a household. I get it. That's what I'm trying to tell you. I don't know. Right? Like, I've never watched a Super Bowl, I don't think, with... Tangent. We lived in our... When when we lived (laughs) together... Tangent. Yeah, well, because I'm going on tangent. When we lived um, together at our old house that we had owned, we... (laughs) Guys, we owned it, just so you know. We weren't renters. Pat wants you to know. Well, the only... (laughs) only, Well, the only reason why I say that is because it's like, you know, we'd we'd rented a few places before, Mm -hmm. but we owned that house and we received in the mail like $20 from like Nielsen to like tell them what we were watching on like DirecTV. Remember that? Like do like a... Like a, yes. a log and everything else, and then they're like asking us like all these weird questions. It was completely random. Like growing I up, I don't think I never, that we followed through. That. I think we, we started, and then it was a little. I creepy. felt very guilty about about that. Taking the twenty dollars. Sometimes I still think about that. <laughs> yeah, I really do. I'm like, we didn't even follow through with the whole thing. We took the twenty dollars. It wasn't intentional. But I mean, it was it a lot. They were like, "Are you streaming? Are you this? Are you that?" And they just randomly like sent it to our house. I was like, "Oh, this yeah, is like yeah. extremely strange." And I only brought that up because it's like. I don't know. I, like, like you said, like, how do you know how many people? I guess is what people are writing down in their Nielsen books and then they're extrapolating that. I don't know. Like, we're going to be watching Super Bowl this weekend. We're going to have at least five people watching it from three different households, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Four, di- four different households. We're going to have five, six people here at least and th- that's four different households. Ours, you know, an apartment, another house, and two other houses, you know, condo and another house. Like, you know, so I don't know. I don't know how they're figuring all that out. Are they asking me how many people I had that month uh, over for the Super Bowl? You know, so and it's not everybody. They're just it's, they're not asking everybody. No, that yeah, well, because I I think they just use that data in order to like extrapolate. It's like with all the polls and stuff that mm-hmm. they do for you know, uh, right, political stuff. But how much was a thirty second commercial in nineteen ninety three, Jen? Oh, I actually had this written down, but I don't remember. Was it 800000 850K. Oh, I was close. 850K for that domestic violence commercial. <laughs> they really don't want you to beat your wife, though. Yeah. I mean, I get it. That is very awkward. Press pause for a second. A quick snafu where uh, I had built a bookshelf 
and uh, yeah, I, I didn't put it on correctly, and so uh, part of it had fallen. It down. It started just moving on its own, and I was like, like oh. books started sliding, and it was strange. Well, we only have two books on it right now, so it wasn't that strange. Yeah, but, but it, it was... was weird when things, inanimate objects, just start moving. Strange enough, I'm like, <laughs> I don't understand why that's happening. But um, the game itself, kind of a snoozer, unless you were a fan of the uh, Dallas Cowboys. Uh, yeah, I remember. I kind of remember this. Um, my mom had a crush on Jim Kelly. Mm. And, <laughs> <laughs> and Buffalo's New York. So my family was all rooting for Buffalo, right? And there's nothing my dad hates more than the Cowboys, as far as football's concerned. So, um, yeah, I do remember this game, and I remember the disappointment that Buffalo lost. So let's jump into... Okay, then. okay, fine. No, I mean, no, 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 no. I just, I had a thought here and I was going to keep running with it. So it was a tough day at little Jen's house, huh? Yeah, yeah. I mean, just both parents upset. You not understanding why you can't get your hot dog tacos, you know, and just have them all day and just, <laughs> okay. just being put to bed early. <laughs> I wasn't put to bed early. I was 11. I was allowed to stay for the turned, game. They turned it off. They're like, let's just put on a rerun at And I think for Super Bowls, we did pigs in a blanket, which... No, I'm not like, eating hot dog tacos. Is that like hot dog tacos in a blanket? Like, no, it's that? like regular pigs in a blanket. All right. Well, last year we did on our TV blowout, which, you know, again, around this time of year, we looked at the counter programming that Fox had done, which was In Living Color, in response to that wild fucking band that oh played. Oh, my God. So NBC's response was, we see you in Living Color. We raise you Michael Jackson, the king of pop. Yeah. So we had found out, I mean, we didn't do a huge, 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 huge deep dive into all of this stuff. We rewatched the the performance and then we watched the Oprah interview. But I guess Michael Jackson hadn't been like out in a while, like performing or something. So this was like a big deal. He was a recluse. Yeah. So this was a big deal and a big get to get him. And he put on a show. I, <sighs> 30 years later. So there's all this stuff that we know. It's really it. hard to look hard. at this objectively, you know. Um, From an objective perspective, the people of 1993 in that halftime area were hype as fuck. They were compl- like when he just stood there and I even said to you, I'm like, he's just standing there for he like 40 seconds, it. just like posing. Mm-hmm. And then he would pose like move and look at the other people and just didn't even do anything. I was like, holy shit. Like, the, yeah. what, like, the level His of level of stardom. stardom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, just at a level that, like, people now, I don't, it's wild. I mean, just from a historical perspective, if you go back and watch that versus some of the stuff even that they have done now. Like, last year was an awesome Super Bowl show. Oh, my God. So Lots good. of different people. But, I mean, this was just him. And, I mean, people ate it up. They loved it. We watched it. I mean, it was fine. I mean, compared to 1992... It is leaps and bounds. Mm-hmm. Cooler, like, more exciting. I mean, Michael Jackson, all personal things aside, is the biggest... He's, like, the biggest... Entertainer, draw, yeah. pop. I mean, he is the Musical king of artist yeah. ever. Like, yeah. he's... You can't deny that. I mean, you, you can't deny that his music... And I wasn't really, like, a big Michael Jackson fan, but you just are a Michael Jackson fan, like growing up when we grew up you just mm-hmm. there are songs of his that you just know and love and sing when you hear them um even now he's he's not that he's uncancelable but i mean thriller still pops up thriller yeah, is still hard. on commercials it's thriller really is still on commercials now like they still put it on around halloween it's like man 
it's it sucks um because <laughs> it's such a weird thing it's like when and every time i hear him now i'm like oh i don't know if i really i want to listen to this song you know but thriller is so good and then like i liked his 80s stuff a lot like i liked bad and that kind mm-hmm. of stuff it, it's hard it's really hard to do because it's it's you know again i i it's think such a, he's like we don't even know how to talk about it no it's like, because, oh, it's weird because it's, it's like it's like you don't want to necessarily glorify something you don't want to necessarily be like hey um you know this is any of this was all right or, or anything and but you also can't detract and then i think it just boils down to like time like like you said we grew up I remember this stuff as a kid, right? This is what I remember as a kid. And then I remember all the dark stuff that comes out as a kid, right? And I remember how my parents reacted. And it's like, well, you have a generation like their parents, our grandparents, who probably could care less about Michael Jackson. or like, ah, they don't really like that. Or, oh, I remember him singing on whatever he the sang Jackson on. 5 the Jackson 5 when he was a cute right? little boy. Yeah. Then you have our parents that may or may not have had an attachment, right? You know, people in their 60s, 70s may or may not have liked him, not liked him, whatever. Did your parents like him? No. You know the kind of music my parents like. They don't like that. My mom likes classic, you know, what's now like classic, classic rock, right? And mm-hmm. like 80s rock, you know, Rod Stewart, Genesis, stuff like that. Oh, and your dad likes and my dad the likes magical show tunes. Mr. Mistopheles. He likes like show tunes yeah. <laughs> and like just very easy listening. You mean your dad likes small jazz, Listen, right? Listen, my dad likes your mom elevator likes music. Yeah. Sorry, dad, if you hear this, I love you, but you love elevator music. Well, he likes rock too, like older rock, you know, like like that kind of stuff. He does. Kind of. Yeah. He likes, like, doo-wop. Like, he's, yeah, you know, in and country. Then, and your mom likes country, right? And no, she, my mom Garth doesn't Brooks. really like country. My mom just likes Garth Brooks. Um, so, again, those people were all big back then. But, you know, to kind of go back to yeah. to go back to the idea of Michael Jackson, it's like, then we had this, and then we're like, wait a minute, he's got all these accusations, all these charges he's settled for millions and millions of dollars which doesn't make me believe that these charges aren't true right Right. like i mean we know now with nda culture that's come out and everything it's like you know once you're making these agreements the truth is never maybe gonna get out there so you're like what really happened that you did pay that family 20 something million dollars which we'll get to in a few years when that court case comes up Uh but and actually this summer i think uh, in august of 93 i think is when one of the uh, like his house gets raided or something for one of these potential cases but you know just the awkwardness and we'll talk about that here in a little bit with that Oprah interview but just all of that like how do you change the music and I just think a lot of it comes down to like time like I think not this generation but maybe the next generation of kids you know kids that might be eight or nine now that in 10 years may discover it and have just be so far away that they can just hear the music because like I'm sure there's shit that I hear the music that I hear from the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s that I'm liking, that I'm just, I don't know the backstory or I don't care, mm-hmm. especially when you're inundated and flooded with music, you know, and, right. and that's just kind of how it works. You know, I mean, like there was a millions of allegations about R. Kelly all the time. They were because then all of a sudden when the shit blew up with him, then they're like, hey, you know, that that shit might have been real, not real. Here's this documentary, that documentary. But you're like. But people were talking about this in the mid-2000s, but yet you still gave them a platform to continue to create music and make money and go on tour and do all these things. You know what I mean? You even look at, like, you know, obviously the Bill Cosby situation, right? It's another great example where you're like, hey, this is America's TV dad It's like equally, I feel like it's a very similar example where it's like, do you just take that show off the air? Like, Mm -hmm. do we just pretend it wasn't groundbreaking? Yep. That all those other actors and the writers and directors and people involved in producing the show, like, fuck their hard work, 
But also, on the flip side, this person was an absolute predator and, like... Was convicted, right? Was convicted. convicted, Then that might have been overturned on technicalities, but, like, that is a thing. And if someone's flipping through the channel and has some sort of, like, trauma, like, associated with being, like, attacked by a sexual predator and they see Bill Cosby, is that going to make them feel a certain way? And, like, is that... Whose responsibility is that? You know, like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of questions, and I don't know the answer. Um, and there's a lot of I people, don't. like you said, a lot of people worked on that show. Then you even a take, like, like more recent issues, you know, let's say with, like, Louis C.K. or something like that. And you're like, well, he's on tour selling out places. Like, people are going to see him. Right. He's back out there. You know, when do Woody Allen movies. I mean, like, there's all these things where you're right. like, what about it? Because we're going to start to die, at least some of the people we're talking about, they're going to start to have their problems or really come to light more as the media um, and the media culture and people's desire to see core TV and to see people fall. Um, I'm not saying that in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, that or 60s, 70s, and 80s, people didn't have that like bloodlust. But like a big thing that's happened, at least in the, the, the 2000s, is that people really like to see that redemption story. So in order to have a redemption story, you got to pull someone down. But sometimes when you're pulling people down, they can't really come back because it's really bad. Yeah, you know, people but... love to see that rebirth cycle. People love to see famous people to elevate them and then see them fall. That's 100%, what they love to see. 100%. But I think that in the cases of like Michael Jackson and Bill Cosby and Woody Allen and in cases like that, we're not tearing these people down. They are doing horrendous things that are making them sink like it's not the same as like britney spears shaving her head and like beating a car with an umbrella and society being like well you're crazy bitch it's not the same thing no 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 no. it's not the same but the parallel that i'm trying to make there and i agree the parallel i'm trying to make there is just that like our culture is going to start shifting to that and then we take then eventually they're going to take aim at some of these bigger people that people knew behind the scenes that was questionable but people just let it go. Right. Right. It wasn't as like it is now where you're like, you just want to take down or people just want to take down everybody because then they want you to rise back up. But like in the case of these guys, like they let them keep doing it. And when you hear yeah. the level of the things, you know, and we'll talk about it in the Oprah interview in a second, but you hear the level of the things you're like, how did nobody put two and two together here? Um, it's pretty, very strange that you're like, what? Yeah. And, um, so the thing about the halftime show that gave me, like, actual chills was, A, first of all, because I thought it was so cool, and then it shifted dramatically into me finding it the creepiest thing I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Was when everybody in the audience, when he was doing Heal the World, mm-hmm. right? And people in the audience had, like, big pieces of like colorful, I don't know, cardboard or whatever that they would hold up and it would create images all at the same time. So it was like a wave of the audience turning into like drawings, like pictures of, of children. Mm-hmm. But it was real. I was like, holy shit, this is so cool that the audience is involved in this show. And it's just this visual, like to be there, it must've been so stunning. And then I'm like, Oh, God. Those are just tons of children that the audience is making pictures of. But then a bunch of actual children were just walking around with Michael Jesus in a sea of children. And it's like, oh, which looking back now, you can objectively be like, that is chilling. Mm -hmm. 
Um, at the time, it was probably super sweet and just absolutely like awesome to watch. But, you know, again, we're watching, we're, we're reliving this 30 years later. So you can't really um, ingest these things as if it was the well, first time or as if we don't know certain things that we know now. Well, because I think that, you know, and again, we weren't really old enough to experience it, but I think that he was like at a level of stardom of like a Beatle, if not higher than the Beatles. So I think that idea, you know, John Lennon and his music when he was a solo artist and these larger things about healing humanity in the world. And he just like that platform was using it in a way that people like accepted it. And again, you were not going to be just at that time. I don't think you were going to be the kind of person that was going to try to tear him down. You know, again, to go to like the Bill Cotton, like it's obvious because we know that stuff now that people were making complaints that people were going to friends that people were going to believe, but there was nowhere to go because right. the culture was not going to accept any of that. And so it just continued. I mean, Harvey Weinstein, who's yeah, he's the one I so keep many, thinking of when we're talking so about this. I couldn't movies, think of his name. <laughs> you know, so many of the movies that we're going to be talking about in the next seven to 10 years. What do you just not watch them? Like none of the actors exactly. like did anything wrong. Does, or for the, you know, like it's does Quentin Tarantino's does a majority of his work just not exist anymore. Right. I yeah, can't. like it's just like how do you how do you you know how do you take away the behind the scenes person? Right. Or you know all the other people that are there? Do you just you know? And again, even you hear some of his interviews where he talks about some of the things that may have been going on that he might have even seen. It's just like it's crazy because you're like people just accepted it because you're like I want to either you know. Uh, the working relationship with someone was one thing, you know, or getting something created was one thing. And then it's like, you know, you go on the flip side and you're like, man, you hear that shit. And you're like, that is just insane. But again, um, as my mom will consistently remind us when, uh, we talk about something weird, she'll go, Oh, it was the eighties, you know? Oh yeah. yeah. You know, people just, uh, had this, that, or whatever, you know, people had cocaine or people had, you know, drug parties or whatever. And you're just like, you just saying it's the eighties doesn't gloss over the fact that it was wild. And it's like, that's where we're here now with the nineties where yeah. you're like, what are you going to do? And I guess that's every era. And I think something like music, if, if there is a way to separate the music from the music and the artist from the person in this case, that would be great. You know, I don't know if it's possible, but I guess that would be the hope. I don't know if it's possible because if you are saying, where do you draw the line? It's like, well, when did maybe some of those allegations start and then throw that, <laughs> throw everything away forward. Right. And then you're like, how do you do that? Like where, when did it start? It could have been going on forever. It's right, because there's also, it's, he has so much music that he was nine. He was mm -hmm. nine. Singing. That's what I'm saying. And I mean, obviously like a nine year old's not a predator. Right. So it's kind of like it, it's hard. Who knows? Um, but yeah, there were 3,500 children. That's and insane. Local, um, Los Angeles children. That's insane. So, yeah. I mean, in terms of watching the show, uh, and, and. How many people do you say watch the Super Bowl? Like 90 million? Mm -hmm. There are 133.4 million people tuned in for the halftime show. So more people watch a halftime show than the actual football game. Well, yeah, because you're going to get people from around the world. You're going to get all that. You're going to get that bump, too. It's not, the only not just time. local people, but also, like, people around the world that are probably like, I want to see. Because it was like, Pepsi's like, oh, right. this is, like, the thing. We got to see this. And that was another thing that was cool that happened back then. Uh, not that it, Michael Jack, like, not that, but that, like... <laughs> People were, like, sponsored, like, long-term sponsorships with, like, big companies, which was, like, wild. Because then I remember it's, like, oh, the Pepsi had, like, I remember, like, Pepsi, I think, sponsored, like, Britney Spears tours or something. Sponsored, like, Michael Jackson's tours or something. All that sort like, they were literally, like, we, you are, like, our brand. You know what I mean? Like, it was, that was, like, a thing that happened in the 90s. You, like, attached someone to it. But. 
let's jump into the ads because I, I mean, unless you want to, you know, unless... I was just going to say that it was still to this day, it's still the most viewed halftime show ever. Of course. But that's all. That's all. That's yeah. I, I was going to jump like, into the ads. Yeah. So. I, I was going to be like, I was like we're nobody just, cares. No, I care about it. Keep it on. It was the most viewed halftime show. You know, I mean, I, I was just going to say, we could sit here and spin in this circle of looking at each other about what to say about Michael Jackson, but we're going to be coming back to it. So I'm like, let's not, let's not bury the lead. Let's talk about the ads. Yes. Oh my God. We're already 25 minutes in. We haven't even, we haven't even touched on them. <laughs> well, except the domestic violence ad. That to me was the most wild ad. There's a domestic violence ad. If you go through the YouTube uh, deep dive that we did, you can see all the ads queued up together, which yeah. is about an hour maybe of just watching maybe. if you watch them all um and it'll just keep playing ads from the super bowl including trailers movie trailers mm-hmm. and stuff like cliffhanger. that cliffhanger i was like yeah yes. i immediately knew the cliffhanger one i'm like yeah groundhog cliffhanger. day groundhog day yes oh, classic oh man also did you ever hear about peter piper pizza uh no but then i <laughs> looked it up and it was like it's like associated with uh chuck e cheese Oh, yeah, you said that. That is really weird. Do you like Chuck E. Cheese pizza? I've been to Chuck E. Cheese like three times in my life, for real. Uh, it's, my, so, it's my least I don't even think place. they're around anymore. I mean, there's one in town, but it's closed. Like, so I don't think they're oh, around really? anymore. Oh, really? I don't even yeah. know. So, no, I mean, I think they died during the pandemic. I think people were finally like, yeah, we're done with this. I mean, if you want to get COVID, that's the place to get it. Because the thing I remember sure. <laughs> most about like a Chuck E. Cheese experience, the couple times I went, you know, it'd be a birthday party. And here's like five bucks worth of tokens. But I'm like, how does it even work now? Because like 90% of the games that you would be playing there, you could like play on your phone or at home. Like, Have it's you, just... So you've gone as a kid. You went yeah. as a kid. Okay. I only went as an adult um, with people with children or like I went as a teenager once. I cut school to go to Chuck E. Cheese and they wouldn't let us in because we were like... Yeah, you need like a kid. That was like Yeah, a we thing. were like 16 and they were like, yeah, you know, you guys aren't coming in here. And we're like, shit. Um, <laughs> but yeah, going as an adult... Nightmare City. Anyway, continue. Yeah. So Peter Piper's Pizza. Peter Piper. That was an ad that we saw. Pizza, that pepperoni. A lot of Crystal Pepsi discussion. <sighs> right now. I mean, that was... I, I believe you told me you bought that Van Halen album. I did. Because of that song. I did. Crystal Pepsi. Yes. I mean, that was a vibe. I wasn't a Van Halen fan, but I bought it because I love that Right Now song. Did you like Crystal Pepsi? Um, I think I liked it because it was clear but i don't really know i drank diet pepsi i i don't you know i think we had it sometimes i don't think it made much of a difference in my life we were a coke family so the fact that the pepsi was clear meant nothing (laughs) and we were really too like we were a coke family like i remember as a kid at the grocery store maybe this is different for you but we'd go like the same grocery store like once a week right basically the same place i think we went to like it was called finest foods or it was like uh, something like that. I remember finest. That's what turned into Stop and Shop, I think. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So when we would go, one week, so generally the price of soda was like a buck twenty nine, buck forty nine. But when we would go, it would be like Coke products on sale, ninety nine cents. Oh yeah, oh they would always. Be and then the next week it would be Pepsi on sale, yep. ninety nine cents. So we would always get like a bunch of Coke products when they were on sale, and then like the next you know two weeks because we just didn't. Like my dad didn't like. My dad still drinks red red cola, as I call it. The Coke red heavies. Coke, Coke heavy. No diet, <laughs> heavy. nothing. He won't. He won't do the zero sugar. Nothing. Still going all the way. So he oh that's that was his <laughs> that was his thing. Coca Cola, and 
Wise potato chips. Wise brand potato chips. Which were also, would consistently go on sale. So when they would go on sale, you'd get like, you know, three bags for 79 cents, whatever the hell they were, because they were just like shitty chips. The balanced diet of the 90s. Yeah. Is what, is what well, you're explaining right now. Well, having said that, Crystal Clear Pepsi, perfect segue to everybody's favorite 80s basketball legend, Larry Bird, versus everybody's favorite 90s future goat, Michael Jordan, hawking McDonald's. Yeah. Like, they were not eating the Big Macs and the fries. No. But they were there for it, and they played their <laughs> game of horse with the winner getting the McDonald's. I remember that commercial. Nothing I but mad and mm-hmm. off the billboard. Like, I remember all that. Off the backboard. Yeah, we were talking about that. Rock. Yeah, off the backboard, through this, da 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 mm-hmm. nothing but that. I remember all of that. Yeah. And I, I was like, oh, man. Because it was like, yeah, they couldn't really, like, do anything. Because I think at that point, Larry Bird was kind of, like, on his way out because of, like, all his back injuries. So it's not like he could really, like dunk the same way michael jordan could dunk or something so like right. you know for the most part when you play horse as like a kid um you might try to do like wild layups right where you're like oh look like i'm gonna jump and spin around and do a light like larry bird couldn't do that so they're like oh okay well shooting is not a problem so now we're just gonna be like in the scoreboard bouncing it off of whatever it was a very funny commercial but again for the 90s balanced diet in all of us it was for mcdonald's and they had like three or four ads for that so it was pretty... Yeah, there's always tons of McDonald's ads, I feel like. Yeah, but I mean, like, now... You know, the the big thing that I took away from the ads, and I said it to you when we were watching it, is that the ads were very... Uh, I guess the best way to describe it is, like, sunny and happy. Almost every ad, except for the domestic violence <laughs> Every well, there's ad... there's also a drunk driving ad. Yeah, yeah, any of those, like, yo, don't do this bad thing. But most of the ads were just, like, this is people on a beach... They have Coke. Or this is people like the Gillette ads where I was like, oh my God, I want to use deodorant at nine years old because it just looks like everybody's having a a party. Like this seems like the coolest (laughs) thing ever. Right? You're like Gillette. Right, because you want to feel grown up. Yeah, right? so you're like, I want to use. Yeah. I remember, I wanted. I was so, when I got braces. I was like, I am a fucking grown up. I was yeah. so happy because I was young. I was like nine or ten when I got my braces. So it's the same thing. We were like, I'm gonna use deodorant. We don't need, you know. Right, but it's just like everybody's having a party. Like, look at this wild. Like, just men having a party. Everything looks so great. Like, it was so like it's so not practical. Any of those, everything is just so ridiculous. Like when we're watching those crystal clear Pepsi ads and people mm-hmm. are playing volleyball on the beach, I'm like, yo, it is hot on that beach. People are sweaty. I do not want to have soda because then I'm going to have stomach like a stomach ache, right? You're gonna get cramps from well, having soda you on the beach. Especially because you drank regular soda, you know. That's what Crystal Pepsi was. They had Diet Crystal Pepsi. I mean, they weren't advertising Diet Crystal Pepsi. Okay, they were advertising the hard shit. They were advertising. I the... think I think there was diet. If not, then that there would be why been. I didn't drink it too much. Because... But um, there might have been. But I'm saying that specific ad was this is Crystal Pepsi. So get all this sugar. And get all this carbonated beverage while you're playing, like, beach volleyball. Like, no. Like, I'm not on the beach. Like, you know what I really need is a Crystal Pepsi. I'm like, I need a water. Or then as an adult, you're like, you might want a beer or something. As a kid, you're just drinking Gatorade. Gatorade, right? You're not sitting there pounding Crystal Pepsi to be like, I I can't wait to go run around for another couple hours. It was just so silly. So, I mean, that was my big takeaway from this year's ads. What did you take away? Nestle's Sweet Success. Have you ever heard of that? Wasn't that, like, their version of, like, Nutrisystem or something? Like a slim fast shape. Yeah, yep. yeah. Like they, they I've never heard... I don't remember it, though. So I am I just went down a little rabbit hole. Apparently, it was just complete bullshit. And then, uh, you know, just, like, crap in it. I, I guess most of those things are. But then I guess it, it did actually, funny you say that, get bought by Nutrisystem. 
Oh, there you go. That makes sense. So I'm trying to see if it's still available, but I don't know. It looks like it might be a Piggly Wiggly. Really? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, is there even a Piggly Wiggly like anywhere near us? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, yeah, yeah. There's a Piggly Wiggly. I think there's one by my. Uh, I think there's one by my. No, nope, not found. I don't think. I think it's dead now. But I, I just was like, what is that? Um, what else? Because that was my my key takeaway was how fun like and then I'm gonna contrast so when we jump on next week we're gonna have a little thing on the top about the ads because I feel like it's a good contrast between last year and this year you know what I mean um the heart health commercial where you just are supposed to laugh that's right that's yeah. right because the, there the was a don't be your wife mm-hmm. there was a don't drink and drive and there was a you need to combat your stress and start laughing about things. So yeah. there were three, there were three like wellness or like, I guess, don't be a dick commercials. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Live longer. Yeah. Live longer. How were the Budweiser ads this year? I, th- I thought they were, I remember they had the car one, they had the racing car one. Cause the year before we it was had just them. like a don't drink and drive Budweiser commercial. That was really it. There Unless also- they were, we should mention, these are the commercials that we saw on this YouTube feed that had 1993 Super Bowl commercials. There could have been more that we didn't see, right? So, like... There was also the commercial where they had the stock car driver and it was the King of Beers, which then they wrangled into a don't drink and drive well that's what i'm talking about yeah that's the only that Budweiser was, commercial i really know that was advertising their stock car promotion or whatever like the funny car i think it's called or whatever where they were doing like the super fast driving i remember that i don't remember the clydesdales do you well, that's what i'm saying maybe there were some we didn't see but no i i didn't see any clydesdales there are a lot of car commercials um there were toyota commercials i, I remember there were honda there was a honda accord remember i was like why is that accord driving into the water you're like, it's not. It's just parked. Yeah. And then there were a bunch of Toyota commercials. There were a lot of car commercials. There were Subaru commercials. And for the most part, they're pretty boring compared to, like, ridiculous car commercials now, I thought. Yeah. You know, now that I look at this, like, and they're rating the Clydesdale commercials. 2005. I'm not seeing any. Also, the price of a meatball sub at Subway, one sixty nine. That was wild. Six inch meatballs. I was like, whoa. Mm-hmm. That was funny. The, yeah. the price of certain things. Like Wendy's, it was like 99 cents for a quarter pounder or something. It was like a quarter pounder or whatever for 99 cents. I remember those Wendy's commercials like when we were watching that and I was like. Huh. Well, don't they have like 99 cents like something? They do still? now, but like not like burgers? that food. You know, like sure. they're that, that, you know, I don't I know. I mean, a meatball sub for one sixty nine is pretty ridiculous. Yeah, but this Oh, was... there was a uh, Donald Sutherland, you pointed out, was narrating a Volvo commercial. And I think you said it as Kiefer Sutherland's dad, Donald Sutherland, is narrating this. And I'm like, okay. But, <laughs> like, you but, need to preface it with... But real talk, if I just said that's Donald Sutherland... I know who Donald Sutherland is. Okay. I didn't know if you knew. I don't know a lot of things. So <laughs> I understand why you thought that. Yeah. I mean, I <laughs> so don't know. it's okay. So I was like, oh, that's Kiefer Sutherland's dad, Donald Sutherland. And there was someone else too. Didn't I hear someone else? Jeff Goldblum Jeff on a Goldblum. Lincoln Mark Eight commercial. Market. Yep, I just mm-hmm. I spotted those on my own. You did. You're you're good at that. I'm ready for this year's. We have not seen any of it. Mm-hmm. We're gonna watch it on Sunday, obviously, with everybody else, and we'll uh, come back next next week and kind of rate them. You know, when, when we do our little potpourri, might as well. We're gonna rate 2023's commercials. Might as well. Thirty years later. Oh my. As an God. addendum to this, we might as well, right? I mean, we're here. Talk sure. five minutes. What do we like? What do we dislike? We what do, do we see that we similar? We do quick little current event check-ins, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, why not? 
keep it keep it going. But we can we can talk about the China balloon if you want. Uh, no, we don't need to. <laughs> unless there was a China balloon in '93, and now there's a China. Like if something is is synonymous, oh, okay, okay. like. We're talking about the commercials and what they looked like in 93. Let's let's see how different it is in 2023, right? I mean, why not? We're here. You could always cut it. You could always do 10 minutes and then cut it, but... Oprah Winfrey. So, yeah, we were just about to get into uh, February and this Oprah interview, mm-hmm. which was supposedly a huge get at the time. Oprah interviewing the King of Pop, Neverland Ranch. Supposedly a huge get. This guy wasn't in public for years and years. That's what I mean. This is the most watched interview on TV. That's pretty wild. Uh-huh. Um, we, we've we also, if you hear a little bit of background noise, we've also been joined by our uh, dogs, which have decided that they are going to take up residence in the closet with us yeah. as we're recording. <laughs> and uh, yeah, they uh, lean in when you're, they're special. The good girls. One of them um, has no control over her tail or her butt wagging, so... The older <laughs> one, Winnie, and then she also grooms the younger one by, like, scratching behind her ears, so you hear... With her mouth. Yeah, like this biting incessant... Her. Yeah, yeah they love each other. We brought them to the vet. The vet's like, that's cute, and I'm like, it's annoying as shit when you're trying to do things, so here we are. Uh, but, and they're both on top of me as we speak. Well, you got one, I got the other. But, back to uh, the interview. The interview had a couple snafus, uh, one of them being, uh, I don't believe Michael Jackson knew Elizabeth Taylor was going to show up. He did seem genuinely like, oh, this is strange, right? That part of it. I wonder. I wonder if he knew. Um, I don't know. He, because, like, how do you not know that some... Okay. Okay, girlies. Let's go. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, boy. Technical difficulties. Yeah, we're going to start to hear some scratching, so we'll try to... Okay. So I wonder if he knew that she was going to be there because she was in his home, you know. So there, I would have. Well, at his ranch because that's a big ranch complex. So I, but he I don't lived know. there. It was his home, right? Like. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it was that that part of it. I thought, and obviously, when the fire alarms went off, that was a big thing. And then they never addressed what happened with the fire alarms or the. They alarms? did. She did. She came back and said that we had a lot of basically what she said is the lights. Oh, okay. And stuff I was that. plugged in. So I don't know if that meant like lights were plugged in, they started smoking. Because, like, back in the day, I mean, especially back this time, things were a lot different in terms of like electrical code and having surge protectors and all sorts of things. So they might have like overloaded something that caused like a spark or smoke or something. I don't know. Sure. She said, Oprah said something about it being like the lights. She's like, oh, the lights were too hot and then that caused a thing. So my thought was maybe they like started to smoke. Or something, and then that caused the smoke alarms to go off because they, they're just talking. All of a sudden, they go off, and you're like, "Oh, okay, this is a thing." But yeah. they were doing a quote unquote hard hitting interview, which I guess for the time was hard hitting. I mean, if okay, so now we're watching it, knowing a lot of things that we know about Michael Jackson, about his, you know, mental illnesses and his allegations against him. Like we're com- how we know who he is now, right? But. Imagine back then this guy hasn't really been in the spotlight for years. He's still the biggest pop star and you're finding out all these things and he's being very open and vulnerable about certain things, really guarded and strangely defensive about other things, speaking in this very soft, kind of strange voice, looking the way he looks. Um, There's a lot going on in this interview that if these things weren't already known, 
would be hard hitting and shocking as fuck, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. it was, it was weird. It was a very strange interview um, to watch now. Very kind of surreal because yeah. it's like, here's this platform to maybe kind of give him an opportunity to explain some things, which a couple different times he said, you know, don't believe everything you read in the tabloids. Don't believe everything you read in the tabloids. You know, mm-hmm. it's not true. This isn't true. And I was getting wild, um, you know, 2020, 2020, 2019, like now vibes where people do that, where they just go, don't believe everything you see. Don't believe this. Do your own research. But you're like, but also the tabloids are bullshit most of the time. But also like sometimes when someone says something like you drink baby's blood, you're like, okay. That's a little wild. Like, I could say, no, I don't do that. But if you want to believe that, I can't stop you, right? And again, you know, if any of you guys are listening and you're into that sort of wild conspiracy theory level, like, go for it. That's your decision. Or don't. Probably don't. But just kind of understand, like... Like, keep it to yourself, at least. There is an old saying, and I do believe it's true. And that's where there's smoke, there's fire, right? So, like, when they're talking about these allegations about him and these things about him, you know, for example, with the plastic surgeries... Or even when they talk the story about the hyperbaric chamber, he's like, I don't use that. I don't go in that. But then they're like, but... But there wasn't one in his house, right? They didn't find one. Well, what happened was in the 80s or whatever it was, he had got burnt on like, um, like actually burnt and was a burn victim from like an accident or a malfunction during like a concert. It was a Pepsi commercial, he said. Pepsi commercial, something Mm -hmm. like that. So he was using it for that. And he said that he like bought it like, he bought, like, a room or a thing or something to, like, cr- house this for, like, burn victims. So For children who got bur- burned. Right, or whatever Which, again, it was. it's like, the the thing is, he's actually doing things to help children on one mm-hmm. hand, and on the flip side, just, like, abusing them. It's But anyway, back to but the it's hyperbaric the, But it's that idea of, like, I don't use that, but then there's a photo of you in it, and then you're saying you just went in to play around in it. But then, like, but you did it have burns. But so you did have burns, okay. and then you said you did use it, so it would have been okay. So, like, what? What? Why is that a thing? And then that—that's where it kind of all evo- so, evolves. Where you're like, but you suffered from burns, and then went and did that. So, like, why would it? And like, especially now, where we know so much more, thirty years later, about the science of sleep and recovery and keeping your body in pristine shape like people right. use those things because they can help them recover people use cryo chambers i mean you can go now make an appointment to cryo in the town we it's live supposed in supposed to be the best thing for you a hundred percent but or back, like freezing back cold then it's baths. like somehow this is bad because you know media bad and it's almost like well back then we were way more into being in other well we're still in other people's business but the judgment mm-hmm. about certain things like people show up at the olympics with like cupping scars all over them and we're like oh that's wild i don't remember that happening back then and i think if it did it would be like oh f this athlete he does cupping like it would be a lot more extreme you know except that it works so the thing is it works and it's not hurting anybody and like that's the thing and it's like even even as we go through the 90s here and we talk about like steroids and things that people are doing like people were just doing especially with wrestling when we talk about that like they're doing from what I can understand or what you can see, kind of that 
original anabolic steroid, right? Where now it's evolved into like HGH and stuff like that, mm-hmm. which is more... Which is actually supposedly good for a lot of people. And which they give to regular humans. Yeah. Like you go and you have surgery, they give you HGH to help you recover from a ne- you know different surgeries. Yeah, or aging men sometimes yeah. take it so they can... Yeah, you know. so it's wild how like just the science of all of it changes. But what doesn't change is when someone is potentially lying about something and they're starting this thing to be like, I have this platform, don't believe everything you hear, but like... Okay, so you don't want me to believe you're using a hyperbaric chamber, and you also don't want me to believe that it's weird that kids are staying overnight in your bed. Like, I don't know a lot, but I do know that, like, well, any any regular, that is not acceptable. A strange, a, a person that you barely know, having your child stay in their bed with them overnight, without you okay, being there, so is not normal. If there's a bunch of children... Like a sleepover party, staying over there, and like when they showed his theater and he had the hospital beds. I mean, seeing that was like again chilling. But I could see a world where that really isn't like you can't blame the parents, right? This is a a pop star. This is someone who these people look, these children look up to, and they're all going to be together in this experience, and it's going to be this really fun theater thing, sleepover, hospital bed, because they're literally bedridden children like there are things that i don't think necessarily mean that a person would be like um a predator he happened to be one allegedly but allegedly yeah but I'm sure there's tons of things like this that would happen where kids are like i want to go to a sleepover i went to sleepovers all the time I slept over friends' houses for the first time going to their house would sleep over. And my parents knew and it was fine. And that was the 90s. And I get that people are different now. But I don't think it's fair to blame parents. I'm not blaming the parents. I'm not blaming anybody. Because I could see how it looks fine. You would assume there's other adults there, right? That are going to be like chaperoning. Whatever it is. There's assumptions that would be made. And it's also like a once in a lifetime opportunity. So I can understand why anybody would be there. Would have sent their kids there. What I don't understand and I didn't see the special about the people that... Did you see that, the HBO special about no. the people that... No. We're going to have to watch that before um, the allegations come out. But I don't understand people who, if your child tells you they're being abused, choose not to believe them. Same thing with the gymnasts. Well, look, I'm But not, anyway, we're not going to go into that. No, but like, not, I just not, don't understand the parents that say, I don't believe you. That, I'm not going to wait into any of that. I'm just going to talk about what, what I saw here and yeah. then you know wrap it around to be like... You know, Oprah Winfrey um, is masterful at what she does. She's obviously, that's why she's a billionaire. And... Right. Well, I think that she did need to hear it from you. Well, she did. Yeah, she did. sure. Okay. But I'm just saying. So <laughs> she, um, you know, is asking him innocuous questions and then we'll wrap, we'll wrap the allegations. What about this? What about that? And the story that he's allowed to tell and show you because she's letting him show you. She's letting him tell it misses a serious like just misses the mark as a person i'm like i don't i understand you less because what you're saying is so (laughs) abnormal you know to a level that like you have been enabled to do this through all of these different organizations and things and they're wrapping around but you know and and then the only thing i will say is this we know with the hindsight 
of all these other things that the people that enabled him and that were, you know, living off of this kind of like weird grift, right? Because there are people there that were working that ranch that were doing that, you know, and there are people that were bringing these kids, like the people were doing this, like people were, you know, so then, then they would know. And it's just like, man, I don't know what did or didn't happen. And that's not what this is about. This is not a deep dive into mm -hmm. any of that, like real journalists and real people like do that. And have talked about that. And I've made documentaries about that. I'm just talking about what I watched as a casual observer in February 93 and when watching this interview and hearing him talk about the kids and the Make-A-Wish and then they're all coming and they're staying overnight on the Ferris wheel and I'm like, but you're an adult. And at the end of the day, wow. it's just like, you're an adult. But the thing is, he's not mentally an adult. And I think I that was the thing about Michael Jackson. Like, it's so weird how you could watch something like this and have like part of me is like I feel so bad for this person who grew up in such a way that they weren't able to mentally grow into an adult like mm -hmm. he is obviously stunted mentally and emotionally in a like he's a child in an adult's body that's 100% what he is right like what he was and it's because he, he says his dad right his dad like abused mm -hmm. him his dad you know he never got to be a kid and he harps on that because that's the thing that he never got as a kid and that he needs. And I think part of that, I, I think it's real. I think that his like need to help kids was real. Yeah. And I think it was crossed with the fact that he is an adult and also a sexual predator was a sexual. So I think those things are kind of crossed, but there is part of me watching it that I'm like, Oh man, like if this person just grew up differently he probably wouldn't have become what he became right now. I, one would imagine. One would imagine. I mean, you could see how defensive he gets about like his cosmetic surgeries and stuff. And I, back then it wasn't as accepted as it is now, but it's also like your body, it's your face, right? Like he doesn't really owe anybody an explanation. If he no. wants the world's tiniest nose, get the world's tiniest nose. I mean, even like the skin bleaching, like, it's a real skin disorder, you know, that really affects people and is, like, hard for people because your skin is legitimately two different colors and mm -hmm. at once. And there is a treatment that you, I think it's like a, um, I think it's a topical treatment that you put on your skin and it will wind up bleaching it so that it's all one color. Mm -hmm. So, like, that is true. And I, and he had that in his house when they found him dead. That was there. So he was using it. And they did say uh, during the autopsy that he definitely had this condition. So it's just sad that he couldn't say, yeah, no, I, the treatment I use for, for this condition I have causes this bleaching, right? Like, cause that's true. Because the biggest thing I remember from this time about Michael Jackson wasn't the allegations. Cause I kind of just thought it was like not real or kind of like people were trying to make money off him. That's probably from the way my parents looked at everything being someone trying to make money off someone, right? Like, mm -hmm. my dad was not a Michael Jackson fan, but he always, he's very cynical about the reason everyone's doing anything. It all has to do with money. So I remember my thought about Michael Jackson was that, like, hearing... It was about his skin and his race, and it was all about how he was trying to change, and no one believed that he... You know, and I, it's like, whose business is it? And it's just really... If he was just more open about it, people would have accepted it, but it's also, like... His Again, shit to deal with, so it's kind of like upsetting that that's the thing I remember the most. Like I think that's probably what a lot of people would have remembered the most. Because because I, because I think it's that pound of flesh, right? Like we've given you all this money, so now you owe us explanations. Like we've yeah. given you this level of fame and this platform, you owe us explanations. Right, right. And at the end of the day, you know, 
who knows? And he, I think back then, a lot of people were probably upset about like how effeminate he was. And listen, at, at the end of the day, he could have done weird things, not done weird things, terrible things, not done terrible things. Um, it's not for us to judge any of that. That's already out there. People can look at all of those things and figure that out. Um, but because he put himself as a target and because he allowed these activities to occur, because he did these sleepovers and did these things, that's what allows everybody to have uh, an opinion. Well, I mean, he's trying to... If Okay, let's say these allegations are not true. And I am not saying that because I do believe them, 100%. Mm-hmm. See that, 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 but let's say that they're not true, and I'm wrong for believing them. And this guy's really out there trying to help kids and relive his childhood in a way he can with his money. Like I don't see anything wrong with that. With that being said, I don't believe that that's the case, and I do see a lot wrong with it. You know what I mean? But I just like, totally, I just totally am like, it's just such a weird thing to wade into because I just, I feel like more for me to have a strong enough opinion about things is more like I had to really be like there for it a little bit more. I'm just not here for it. And I'm not here for the cult. Like I wasn't here for the culture that was like, I don't know how much the rumblings happened or didn't happen. I just know the outcome. I know where all this goes. I know that, you know, I know how obviously civil suits and different things. Like I know how all of this and I know how it's all portrayed and I'm not saying I don't believe any of it. I'm just saying like, Hey, it's well, not, you for haven't me. even watched it. You've really been like refusing to watch. Yeah. Cause I don't want to, but yeah. we have to, if we're no, gonna... I, I, I've seen, I think I've seen some of them over the, like there's been other ones, Yeah. but it's more like, I just don't, it's one of those things where I'm like, I just, it's just, you know, I'll use, not that I'm comparing the two of them, but recently, you know, that, that the Ted Bundy shows where they're like, hey, we want to talk about the victims and all these. It's just like, I don't want to, or Jeffrey Dahmer was. I don't want to. Oh, it was Jeffrey Dahmer. It's supposed I just to be don't really wanna, dark. Too. Right. I just don't want to go to that level. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, the thing that I can say that is creepy and that will always be creepy is, you know, Oprah and, and him together walking and just you just see that carnival and that carnival from 1993 that you're like holy shit she had a zipper fucking creepy and that's it and you're just like that's creepy that a person has a carnival like has all these rides yeah. at their house and, then, and like and then the way he walks kind of without moving his arms it's all to, listen, towards it's the all, carnival it's all like with this weird like military like yeah. arm strat there was a lot going on um you know, and there's allegations from when his family saying that he has, is a pedophile this that or whatever. Like, it's not like we're, you know, so we're not breaking ground. But how did you feel about Oprah Winfrey asking if he was a virgin? I thought that was a little weird. Like, a little bit kind of maybe it was I felt like that was a little step too far. A little bit like, honestly, he's a 34 year old, you know, like, honestly, I feel like it wasn't that she asked him. I feel like it was the reaction. I feel like both. How do you react to that? You react to that by being like, no, that's a silly question. Or, listen, you can, you can think whatever you want. I know what I'm up to. <laughs> right? Like, you think about it realistically and go, who is going to squirm at that question? Either a, like, virgin, right? Or a younger m- mentally or person. Right, right. Who's going to squirm at that? Like, if you ask a regular 25-year-old on the street, like, are you a virgin? If they're not a virgin, they're not even going to think about it. And if they are, they may tell you why they are or, or not. I want to tell you, you know, something. You know, like, oh, hey, I'm, you know, hey, I'm waiting for the right person or something because it's a religious thing. Or but they'll like, say, fuck you. It's none of your business. But the point is his reaction was that of, like, a child. And I think that's what she was trying to elicit. 
Yeah, you're right. You're right. Because the reaction just came back so like 12 year old boy defensive. At least that's what I read into that. And I was like, well, why is she asking? Well, because there's probably there's allegations at that time. Like, you know what I mean? And it's like, again, as a nine year old, like I didn't really know what any of that meant. And then Mm -hmm. as like a 13 year old, you're like, oh, yeah, it's cool to like hook up with like you want to hook up with girls or something. And whoever you want to hook up with, you know. (laughs) But the point is, is like, right, by the time you're in college, that only matters if you're like embarrassed if you are or not, right? And then by the time you're an adult, it only matters if you are or not. It's not going to embarrass you. Like, why would you, why would you care? Like, what is he going to do? Sit here and be like, I slept with all these women or I slept with all these men or whatever. It's only because he has that, like, he has that, like, maybe the mental age or something at that time that that's why he, re- I mean, he, re- he yeah, looked like he reacted like a 13 year old. Also, to the question. I have one. I have one more thing I want to bring up about the interview. Okay. Because to me, it was kind of the wildest thing, and it made everything he said. In being quite, like, if you wanted to believe he's being completely honest, everything he said now is in question. When he when Oprah asked him if he's been dating anybody, and he's like, yeah, like Brooke Shields, you know. Sometimes we go to my place. Sometimes we go to her place, and at the time. Brooke Shields was dating Dean Kane, and I guess called Michael Jackson the next day and was like, "What? Why would you say that? We're not dating. Like, where did you get that idea from?" And I thought that was so wild. And I'm like, "Does he think he's dating Brooke Shields, and that they're good because they were friends, and that they're good enough friends that she'll go along with it, so he doesn't seem silly? Like, like is, is he just saying it so that like he doesn't appear like he doesn't have a girlfriend, or does he really think it's real, or like what what the fuck is going I on? I think at the end of the day. You know, and you had said that to me, and, and uh, when we were watching it, you had said that to me. I mm-hmm. just think at the end of the day, you know, to go back to put the other piece together to that original statement that you said, oh, you know, the, the virgin question. I just think it's somebody that, in his mind, he's dating Brooke Shields. And in his mind, he was going to propose to Elizabeth Taylor, or did, or not, or they're married. Because, like, in his mind... Elizabeth Taylor is, like, 70, and but he's, in like, his, But in his mind, what? in his mind, that's reality. So, oh, yeah, we went out a couple times. We hung out at my place or her place. But, again, not knowing whether or not he's even ever had sex, the, the, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, yeah. it's, it's almost like, what do you even, like, it's, thing is so weird. It's, oh. like, it's like if you're 13 and you're spreading a rumor to be like, hey, I did this, that, or whatever with somebody. Like, if it's not, re- like, I just think so much of it has to do with, you know, when you hear him and he talks and they say it a lot, you know, childlike wonder and stuff like that, it's really jarring to be like, did no. You know, just didn't seem there's any guardrails. Just tremendous wealth with no guardrails. Go ahead. I have one more thing. I know we have to wrap this up. I know we have to play our trivial pursuit. Did you hear the rumor that he had the bones of the elephant man? Time to go. That's it. I, I no, no, I didn't, he- I didn't hear what? any. Yeah, that was a rumor. That was like a wild, like tabloid rumor thing. I've never heard that. I did. I, I heard that. You yeah. did? Yes. Well, I mean, not then, but I've heard it now. Like, it's like a wild tabloid thing. And, and I was just going to say, because it's like, man, we could go on a deep dive. This, this person and this story is going to be an onion. This is the first part of the onion. Even this year, we're going to be back at this, I think, in yeah, August. Yeah, we talked about him last year, too. We talked about, we're going to continue to do it because this is a dominant force of the 90s. I mean, I would imagine, I would dare to say, I don't remember exactly when that, the thing happens with his child where he's holding them over like a railing. Blanket. Yeah, well, I was going to say his name, I don't think his name is really Blanket. It's like, isn't it Prince Michael or something? It, no, Junior? Prince Michael, I think, is the older one. And then there's Prince. 
So right. he's either Prince or Prince Michael, but apparently he goes by like BG. He's gonna marry. So. <laughs> he's gonna marry Lisa Marie Presley shortly. He's gonna get more allegations that come out against him. He's gonna have that happen. Like every few months, he's gonna be in the news cycle. So that that's why I'm saying like we could sit here and mine this forever. Like, you know what I mean? That's why I'm like I remember hearing the elephant man thing. Whether that's true or not is not relevant. Just like the hyperbaric chamber. Just like whether or not he bleached his skin for a personal reason or for the other thing. Just like whether or not. You know, why he's got so many cosmetic procedures, just like whether or not he is or isn't a virgin. I mean, I understand why people think he was trying to look white. I mean, he really changed his features to look look like that of a white person, right? Like, I mean, his nose was so tiny. Hey, look, if your sexual sexual preference is like, you know, if, if he's a pedophile and he's never had regular sex with somebody, don't you think then maybe the virgin question would be a little awkward? If he knows well, what that means. I think it's awkward to begin with. His reaction is saying, awkward. I'm just, Everything about I'm it. I'm just yes, saying. You yes. know, to kind of put a bow on it. And of course, it, that's like where your mind goes when you hear it. You're like, ugh. Right. Because then he's like, oh, you know, it's like, right. Because if you're doing something you shouldn't be doing, what are you going to say? Yeah, I, I slept with a Make-A-Wish kid last week or something? Like, no, man. That's wild. But that that's what the allegations were, right? So, like, what are you supposed to say to any of that? It was very strange. And I'll just leave it there. And it's going to continue I will to say this. I do recommend... If you're going on this ride with us, if you're listening to these and you want to get, like, I don't know. I do recommend watching it. It is really eerie, but I'm glad I watched it because it was, it was wild. And I don't know. I definitely recommend going back in time and rewatching that interview. In a time and place that we're at in society where everybody wants to go back and dig through things and deep dive things and look at things and do documentary style stuff. Like, I don't know who has the rights to this. I don't know if you can rebroadcast this in some sort of whatever, but you can go see it on YouTube, which is where we saw it, mm-hmm. right? And when you do see it and see it for yourself, I think the most important thing for real with people, you know, to button up the the conversation here about all this and just dive in, the most important thing is when he was saying, this isn't real, this isn't real, don't listen, don't listen. It's like, you can watch it and you can come up with your own conclusion. Yeah. Because he gave you, like you said, he said the Brooke Shields thing, he said the Virgin thing. You know, the the vibes or whatever you got from kids in hospital beds and whatever it is. You can see it. And you can hear him tell you what he wants to tell you and show you what he wants to show you. And you can decide. Because at the end of the day, we miss that when everything is a cliff notes. You know, right. Everything we do is, I'm going to check something on Wikipedia. I'm going to look at this. I'm going to look at that. Like, I watched yeah, that football watch game. Just like the just, body language you watch alone. You is... watch it and you decide. Yeah. You decide how you want to feel about the things he's saying. You decide how you want to feel about the questions he was asked on the spot. You make the decision. Don't just listen to us. Like You do it. You know, come for the ride. Especially if you're remotely like, wow, this is a strange person or I want to get like the data is out there. You watch it. This is not somebody we're talking about from the 1950s where the data doesn't exist. This isn't some serial killer or something or serial predator that all these things happen that this what, you know, they're not out there doing an interview like at the time and given that platform he's got the platform he's showing you this this is what he wants you to see so that you get you know you take away uh, the idea of what the tabloids are saying so let's get into our game of trivial pursuit okay just, little, little light stuff yeah we'll talk about our sitcoms next time we went a little bit long here yeah we, um, we, we went, we went so long. here it is we have a game of trivial pursuit 1990s trivial pursuit it's like a quick little card game um the Who won last week? We were even last week. So right now it's zero, zero. zero the zero. first person to 10 is the winner, right? So whoever wins today gets one point. And then the loser has to buy the 1990s Trivial Pursuit. And we're going to have a long game. 
episodically throughout the podcast. Let's do it. Uh, let's go. You ask me first. What quintet of perky Brits told us what they want, what they really, really want, on their first hit single, Wannabe, in 1997? The Spice Girls? Absolutely. I don't even need to look. What British crown colony peacefully reverted back to Chinese rule in a 1997 Taiwan. ceremony that was officially called... Or Hong Kong. Hong Kong. The Handover. Hong Kong. Hong Kong. Hong Kong. Maybe I could finish my question. You're right. Yeah. It, the English translation of its name means Fragrant Harbor. Mm-hmm. That's cool. What celestial bodies did astronomers detect orbiting outside of our solar system for the first time in 1991? Planets? Correct. Ooh. What is the current name of AuctionWeb, a company founded... In programmer Pierre Omidyar's living room in 1995. Electronic Bay? eBay. The first item sold was a broken laser pointer. <laughs> well, broken one. Good job. That, that, that was actually, for you. That's pretty funny. You know, it's funny you say, you say that. It actually would make sense, though, because if you have something broken and somebody can fix it. A laser pointer? What are they, $3 at the gas station? Maybe it was a nice one. I don't Maybe know. it was a nice one. No, they were no three dollars at the gas station. Now, remember, they were like a lot of money. Like I never bucks. had one because they were like obnoxious as fuck. What slogan, beloved by dairy farmers, was first used in a TV ad about a radio caller, a mouth stuffed with peanut butter, and Aaron Burr got milk. Correct. I remember that commercial too. Hey, over, I just read somewhere that that was the first. Um, got milk. Yeah. yeah. That's funny that that... Okay. What series focused on Sunnydale High School students, sometimes called the Scooby Gang, premiered on the WB in 1997? This is tough and I need this. You do. Premiered in 97, called the Scooby Gang, Sunnydale. Like, I know what I want to say, because it's obviously related to Scooby-Doo in some way. I know what I want to say. Is it Dawson's Creek? No. Do you want to guess again, or do you want No, to... no. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Sunny I Dale. wouldn't have gotten I, it. You know what it is? I couldn't figure out where the hell they were from. Damn. Well, one nothing Jen. one nothing me. Damn. I feel like this is going to go on. This is going to go like 20 weeks. <laughs> I mean, hey. We'll get 19 there. weeks. So we, we may chop some stuff here out of this one as we go because there was a lot of Michael Jackson talk. But yeah. we appreciate everybody listening. Like, subscribe, follow. Do Jen, it. where? Oh, um, <laughs> we're still at BLC Mixtapes on Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, if you follow that, that's where we are right now. I'm trying to make it 90s mixtapes. There's... It's hard because there's already a lot of names like that. But, uh, yeah, that's where we are on Instagram. Where are we on Twitter? At BLC underscore pod. We're still there. We're still there. Um, our email is BeckyLeftTheChat at gmail.com because we are Becky Left the Chat Productions. And we would really appreciate if you could rate us or subscribe 
do all the good things. Like, rate, subscribe. Yep. Keep like, listening. Provide some feedback. Five yeah. star reviews. It's going to tell you what, how many stars to give. No, I mean, like, those are important, at least in the beginning. Because yeah. if, if you don't like something, you could always you know, write in the review. Like, hey, do this or do that or whatever. Yeah, but, just but you know, like, interact. say it kind of, like, nicely. It's fun. We're just going Delicate. through and talking about wild 90 shit as uh, adults that made it through. So we'll see you guys on the next one. Yep. Bye. Bye.